Good morning. We greet our Facebook audience as well as those of you that are present here with us on this morning as well as our YouTube audience. We're grateful and appreciative of all that God has done and is doing. Today I believe that there's a word from God. And I'm going to trust him to speak it as he sees fit and to do how he sees fit. So without any further ado, let's open in a word of prayer and go into the word of God for today. Heavenly Father, thank you. It's always appropriate to acknowledge you and all that you have done for us. God, the breath that we breathe, the food that we eat, the rest that we're able to have in our bodies, it is all the Lord's doing, and we are indeed grateful and appreciative for it. Heavenly Father, today we are in dire need of your presence. God, it's your word that makes the difference in our lives. Lord, we recognize that things are transpiring around us, but the word is forever settled in heaven. We hold fast to your word. You are indeed the author and the finisher of our faith. So, Father, today, that that you have purposed from all eternity, may it be made manifest in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. Again, we greet you in the name of the Lord, and we are glad to be with you today in whatever capacity that may be in, whether I'm via media or here with you presently. We're glad to be with you. Um, I want to speak to you on a topic today, uh, but I have to kind of set the tone for how I want to talk about this, because when people mention it, some individuals have learned to take it as a negative uh, for various reasons, but I want to put it in context. So my topic uh, for today is... Are you ready? Yes. There is a harvest time when you embrace the kingdom movement. There is a harvest time, oh, Holy Ghost, when you embrace the kingdom movement. Now, I'm going to try my best not to get real, real, real happy. But I'm going to tell you, there is a harvest time when you embrace the kingdom movement. I was preparing on yesterday and working over some things and role. And if you, if once you are in a pastoral capacity, now I, I don't know about anybody else, but let me just let you in on something here. The way I prepare, I am always preparing. Uh, I may set aside time but I'm always preparing. So there's something I was taught that you study to live, not to preach. So I'm sitting and just trying to meditate and roll over. And I heard something and I couldn't shake it. I heard it, and I, I'm not going to share with you what it is yet because I, I've asked the Lord for something. But I literally couldn't shake it. I found myself, you know how subconsciously I was humming it. 
and had to catch myself, though, because somebody might hear it. Because, God, that's between me and you right now. But it's, 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 you know how when God do something, you can't shake it. When he says something, even though things come in your life, it stay with you. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you, you got to, ladies, you know, you got to wash the dishes, you got to do the clothes, you got to minister to the children. But you just, you find yourself in that one little moment. It's like, mm, it's still there. So it was one of them kind of moments. One of them things that just held, it, it clung, it was clinging to me. I could feel it staying with me. And even this morning I was coming in and I had to catch myself again. I said, Lord, that's me and you. That's just between me and you now. So I'm going to see if he let it out. I'm going to see if he shared a secret. So, there is a harvest time when you embrace the kingdom movement. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. We have heard that in such a context that it was considered a negative. But the Bible literally says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So if you sowing good, you ain't mad when it comes time to reap. If you're doing right, you don't have a problem when harvest time comes. If you plant in the right kind of seed, matter of fact, you're looking forward to harvest time. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. The Bible says, while the earth remaineth. Last time I looked, it's still here. So while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So God said in the book of Genesis, as long as the earth is here, there's going to be a time that you could sow seed and reap a harvest. Now, what that means to us is, is the earth still here? If it's still here, we can still sow and we can still reap. I'm just, I'm remaining calm because it's necessary for me to remain calm so I can communicate the message to you. But after I finish communicating the message to you, I feel like I'll be able to have my time then. So, so let's, let's, let's just as we review slowly as we walk through this, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So, harvest time is a promise. I'm noticing, Minister Plummer, harvest time is promised. Because he says, as long as the earth is here, you will be able to sow and then reap. For some reason, it has been Always, maybe it's because of our culture and the dynamics, we have made sowing and reaping a money thing. 
We have turned it only into money. Well, if you notice, most of the scripture when it's talking about sowing and reaping, particularly in the Old Testament because they were an agricultural community, and even some in the New Testament, they were referring to crops. But the reality is there was different crops. They didn't just sow one seed. They sowed multiple seeds. They weren't just looking for for, uh, uh, wheat only. There were other things that they were looking to have a harvest from. So harvest time is a promise. Oh, You got to get that. I I, want to go further, but if you don't get that, it's going to be hard to catch up. Harvest time is a promise. So as long as the earth is here, there's going to be a time to harvest because there's going to be a time to seed, to have seed time or to plant. So harvest time is a promise. We okay with that? Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 20. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. God fulfills all his promises. And harvest time is a promise. Oh, my, my, my. God fulfills all his promises And harvest time is a promise. (laughs) Ready for this? Harvest time is a time of rejoicing. Folk ain't mad doing harvest time. Before, let's bring some of us up because we, we, we have lost you know, so we have some of the mothers here who, who I'm sure can recall what it was like to toil and plant. Uh, I remember growing up in Louisiana when my, my grandfather had a peanut. Um, well, he planted peanuts. And I remember us being out there on the tractor, and you would have to plow up the ground. Ground would be hard. And get out there and you would have the tractor and he would plow the the ground and turn the soil over. You would see how hard that topsoil was. And then what you would see underneath it, it wasn't hard like that. It was like the elements had beat the top and that made a layer that protected the rest of the earth. But it had to be turned over. And when it would turn over, it would become time to plant. And I remember some different crops that we would plant and stuff. So we, they had sugar cane, all, all kinds of things. And I remember that it was, you know, nobody was really thrilled about the planting process. Amen. The thing that made you happy about planting was harvest, right. not planting. I'm preaching better than you saying amen already. Because planting was a tedious process. You had to take the one little seed, if you will. 
You had to prepare the ground. You had to, you had to uh, water it. You had to nurture it. You had to, you know, you had to keep stuff away from it. It was you know, you, now you got to protect what you planted. It was tedious. But harvest was different. Harvest was always happy because, the, you know, here's the thing about harvest. You plant a seed, but you don't get a seed. Did y'all get that? You plant a seed, but you don't get a seed. You get a harvest. Nobody is planting an apple seed to go get an apple seed. You wouldn't be happy if you planted your seed and you went out and you got a seed. Harvest time is a time of rejoicing. Okay, now, Holy Spirit, like I got it, I want you to bring it out. Go with me to Psalms 126, verse 1. See, harvest time is a time of rejoicing. Holy Spirit, we need you. Father, it's your word. The Bible says, Psalms 126, verse 1, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Have you ever, oh boy, you know, have you ever been to a place where something happened and it was so good, you just had to say, is this real? No, no, no. First off, it's probably been a little while since that's going to happen to you because you ain't testified, so obviously it ain't been like that. <laughs> oh, we might as well keep it real. Because when, when th- these are the kind of things you can't keep to yourself. Yeah. I'm t- I, I, you know, I can remember a time. Uh, uh, let, me, let, me, let me just share my story. I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I remember it clear as day. I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And... I'm not going to tell you what happened before that. That's, that's a me and God situation there. That's, that's, I'll keep that one. But I remember being in service, and it was time to testify. And all I could think was, why are they so slow on getting me the mic? <laughs> I was, I, mother, in my mind, I wanted to take the mic and just, I, I wanted to tell it. I just wanted to tell it because it was so good. My experience was so good, I wanted to tell it. The writer is telling us here, he says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, it was like a dream. It was like a dream. He says, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. See, you, you, when God does this kind of harvest, it's going to affect you. You, you, oh, I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't want to bother nobody with, you know what? Them kind of, them kind of people, I don't see how you, do you want them to do it again? Let, let me just keep preaching. 
Verse 2, then was our mouth filled with laughter. Some folks ain't laughed in a long time. I mean, you a good, good wholesome belly laugh. Oh, you did, I'm, oh yeah, well, you laugh. See, wow, the, the devil is, when the last time you laughed at him? We serve a God who is able to prepare a table in the midst of your enemies. When the last time you laughed at him? I'm going somewhere. I, I really am. I'm going somewhere. I want you to understand the type harvest I'm talking about. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. You know what? When the last time unsaved folk look at you and say, God don't show enough bless you. No, no, no. Folk that don't even believe look and say, God did that. I'm talking about a harvest. I'm talking about a real harvest when you embrace this kingdom movement. I'm talking about a harvest where even your enemies recognize God is working on your behalf. The tide is being turned if you ain't getting what I'm saying. A time of rejoicing is coming if you ain't getting what I'm saying. It ain't going to always be like it has been if you're not getting what I'm saying. Even the unsaved are going to acknowledge what God is doing. Why? Because the Bible says in Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the heathen. God said, I'm going to get honor even amongst the heathen. I'm going to get the honor. And he'll be exalted in the earth. The tide is turning. Verse 3. Bible says, the Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. In this harvest, we will acknowledge that it was the Lord. Well, pastor, we, we always, no, we don't. No, we don't. You get everybody to pray for you to get the job. You get the job, folk don't even know you got it. Oh, yeah, girl, I got that job. I don't have it six months now. What, 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 uh, you, you called the prayer conference for you to get the job. Now, we got to find out on Facebook that you got it. See, no, no, no. The Lord hath done great things. See, great things. He didn't just do things. He done great things. And now because he's done great things, we glad because this is bigger than us. I, I got to acknowledge it's him. I got to let you know that this is God doing this. I got to let you know that this is no joke here because it's great things. Just, just stick with me. Just stick with me. Holy Spirit, help us. So the Lord hath done great things for us wherever we are glad. Mark 12 and 11 said, this was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. When is the last time God done something in your life, and it was just marvelous? Like Billy Crystal used to say, marvelous. I mean, see, see if we're not careful, we get into a routine. We get into a rut. 
Somebody say a rut is just a grave with the ends kicked out. If we are not careful, we find ourselves walking in a routine with God. Thank you, Jesus. Harvest time is coming. Verse 4. It's only six verses in this, this whole chapter, so you know I'm almost finished. Verse 4, the Bible says, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. I'm telling you, God is about to turn some things in our favor. It's going to be a turn. It's going to be a turn. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 and 13, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. See, there's some things that God need to do. See, we have tried to make ourselves the head and not the tail. But according to the text, the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Look, look what it says. And thou shalt be above only and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which are commanded this day to observe and to do them. See, I'm looking at something because what's interesting about the harvest is everybody don't keep planting. Everybody don't keep sowing. Oh, let me not get ahead of myself. Verse 5. Let, let me show you. If you notice, you, you know, I, I used to be fascinated with my grandmother when she would cook. One of the most fascinating things I saw as a child, I still remember this mother, I do, was when she would sift flour. It was a fascinating thing to me. And if you, if you understand what it is when you're sifting flour, especially back then, there would be like little lumps. And when you put it in the sifter, it will shake through, and it will come out almost like powder when it's been sifted right. See, I believe that some of this sowing has been a sifting process. Because everybody wants to, remember, harvest, everybody is happy about harvest. But some farmers give up because the process will sift them out. They couldn't deal with the time that it took. They couldn't deal with the pressures. I, 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 I've seen individuals, you look across our nation now, farmers are closing up shop. Amen. See, the, I, I believe it's been a sifting. But I, let me, let, we don't want to talk about my, my opinion. That don't even matter. The Bible says, and, and let's, let's go to verse 5. Wow. The Bible says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. In other words, the planting process, the planting process, the sowing process got so bad, drove you to tears. Oh, but we, we still talking about harvest, though. Wait a minute. See, see, see here, here, here it goes, Minister Plummer. Everybody couldn't take the tear process. 
A lot of folk didn't like when I got to cry. I got to go through something. I'm expect God. What what God you said? See, they were being sifted. They were being sifted. The process of harvest was sifting them. Oh God. See, it's not about money. You are missing the point. If all you're hearing is money, you're missing it. The Bible says, they that sow in tears. See, we love to hear that, but what about the people that quit sowing? There was a process involved. I don't want to do this no more because I got to cry. I don't want to do this no more because it's hurt me. I don't want to do this no more. I just want to quit. See, the only thing you do is guarantee no harvest. You can quit if you want to. But you absolutely guarantee no harvest. Let's, let's go on. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. See, your tears were seeds. Did you get that? Your tears were seeds. Your tears were God, you know, oh, God, nobody seems to understand. Oh, God, the pain. Your tears were seeds. Oh, God, I, you, you said I, by your stripes I am healed. Lord, I'm confessing your word. Your tears well, your seeds. God, the struggle has been so hard. Yeah, your tears were seeds. Because notice what the scripture said. They that sow in tears. See, the tears, how the tears have to be the seeds because you reap something. Because you reap something. You reap joy. Joy. It, it, look, look, it, it don't seem like it'll be right, but remember, you never get the seed back that you plant anyway. You get the crop. It don't make sense. Oh, God, I'm sowing seeds of tears. That's so you can have harvest of joy. Psalms 30 and 5 says, for his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Tears produce joy. Well, Pastor, the struggle was real. You're right. The struggle was real, but the reward is far greater. Oh, yeah, the struggle is real. Oh, God, I don't like this process. Lord, I hate this. You, you, uh, I, I, I mean... Just might as well be like I said, we, we go back to farming, you know, a whole bunch of folk. There's a reason everybody don't farm no more. For those of us that grew up anywhere near a farm, oh, there's a reason people don't farm anymore. It, 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 it was folk couldn't wait. I'm going, people were motivated to get an education instead of being on the farm. Because it was not an easy process. But oh boy, now, now, but watch this. You talk to any farmer and let them talk about a harvest. Tell, tell me about the harvest you had. All of a sudden, 
none of the process mattered. All of a sudden, nobody's concerned about the failed crops. They're talking about the harvest, the ones that produced. Let me, let me keep going. So y'all, y'all, I, I see right now, we need to keep going. See, the, the struggle is real. Ain't nobody's, listen, nobody's discounting the fact that your struggle has been tough. We're not acting as though that was irrelevant. We're not acting as though that was not real. But what we're saying is, here's what it produces. And that's what you don't hear people talk about. See, everybody want to be delivered out of the moment. Snatch me out the flame. Oh, yes. I want to be like Daniel. I, 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 I want to be snatched up out the lion's den. Yeah, until you, well, you, you know you have to spend the night first, right? It didn't always look like that. Yeah, it, it didn't always look like that. See, see, we we like to we like to go to the end of the movie and then roll the tape back. No, 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 no. Don't work like that. Tears. It's tears. It's some suffering in this. It's some pain. It's some anguish. But, but I'm believing God. Yeah, that's why you got tears and anguish. Because you that one. See, this, you know, I was sitting and I was meditating on this. And I said, Lord, this word is to everybody, but it ain't for everybody. Because everybody don't want to go through the tears. It's to everybody. God, I, I don't understand why my children acted like this, Lord. I, I don't. It's your tears. God, I've been dealing with this situation so long. And, Lord, I know your word's true. What's going on, Lord? I'm believing you. It's the tears. God, I, I, how much? You, we start, start sounding like the prophet Habakkuk. How long, Lord? How long? As though if God gave you a time limit, you know, you well, okay. Like you're going to be able to hang out long because I know what time is. Well, yeah, I only got about six more months now. Listen, then you're going to sit up there, still be going through the same thing. I'm simply saying your tears were your seeds. Your suffering. Your anguish. Your pain. Bible says in... <laughs> Romans 8 and 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It was a seed. What you was going through was a seed. But it's harvest time. 2 Timothy 2 and 12 says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Got to suffer a little bit. You want to reign? Suffer. When you suffer... Your harvest is not suffering. Your harvest is raining. The seed is never the same crop. The seed may be inside the crop, but it's not. The, see, you, nobody is planting a seed to get a seed. You're planting a seed to get a crop. Verse 6, and we're going to wrap it up. He that goeth forth and weepeth 
So you went forth despite how you felt. Oh, yeah, while I was going forth, it wasn't good. Oh, no, 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 no. I was crying while I was going. He that goeth forth weeping. Yeah, I, go forth. Mm -hmm. I'm going. I ain't smiling while I'm doing it. Weeping. See, I told you this word is to everybody, but it ain't for everybody. Because some folks didn't go forth anymore. It's too easy to quit. Too easy to give in. See, you know, there, there's a story in the Old Testament. And it's very interesting. God had called them to go to the promised land. But it was a tribe that found a little, little bit of property right before you get to the promised land that looked really nice. I think I want to stay here. That's what some people do. They've not brought themselves into all that God has for them because of the pain. And with the pain, they found a little relief and stopped right there. The Bible says, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. See, this is what we didn't know. You were bearing something. You were bearing something. There was something on the inside of you while you were going through that process. There was something that we were unaware of that was transpiring in our process. So we went forth, but we were weeping. Crying, kicking, and screaming sometimes. Oh, yeah. See, we, 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 watch this. we can let it all out now. Oh, yeah. Kicking and screaming. God, oh, God. Me, Lord. Oh, Lord. Why me? Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. Kicking and screaming. Yeah, uh-huh. That was us. That was us. Sorry, you, 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 you're amongst family now. It's okay. But we were bearing precious seed. Unbeknownst to us, we were carrying something. Now, look at this. Oh, look at this. The scripture says, you went forth and you were weeping. You were bearing precious seed, but look at this. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. So, watch this. Oh, my goodness. So, you went forth despite how you felt. The emotional toil on you was heavy. See, sometimes we don't talk about emotions in church. See, we want to talk about stuff, spiritual stuff, faith. Have faith. But what about your emotions? Emotions are the things that make you go. So you went forth and you were weeping. So contrary to your emotions, you still did what was right. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. It was, it was a precious time to you. It cost you something. Now, the Bible says, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Now it's coming back to you. No, 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 no. Now it's coming back to you. Why? Because the Bible says, doubtless. This is without a doubt is going to produce. The reason it does is because you stayed the course. 
The course was the process that you had to go through to get a harvest. You can't start in the, you, you know what? I ain't planting no more. I'm, this, this is, I don't care. Just forget it. This is it. Let that roast stay like that. I don't even care. I ain't, I ain't watered it no more. I ain't even going to come out here and look no more. <laughs> now, what kind of harvest? It's going to be weeds. It's going to be everything going to be in there. But that's, some, that's what some people do with their spiritual life. It's not that they didn't plant. They quit. They quit. Your garden is no longer being tended. Look at this. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bang precious seed. God, oh God, you know you awesome. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his harvest. Not seed. See, the sheaves are the harvest that grew from the seed. You don't come back bearing, oh, man, you wouldn't believe how many seeds I got. Uh -uh. You got sheaves. You won't be coming back empty-handed. Let me, let, me, let me see if I could wrap this up. Listen to this. This is what this scripture means. Verse 6, it's the figure of a discouraged person who has had crop failures to the point of despair. I mean, we don't, we don't done this time and time again, God. I keep, keep, wait, wait a minute, let, let, for a moment. God, I keep getting the same props. Everywhere I go, I know what you're going to say. Oh. Come on now, I ain't talking, you ain't got to look, look off, just look off somewhere else. We want, we want to know we're talking to you. You go home and it's like, I ain't even got to write that down. Yeah, okay, Lord. I don't even feel like believing for that no more. Good, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because now, see, you're discouraged. You, 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 you've gotten discouraged to the point of despair. But wait a minute. You kept going forth. Oh, yeah, you kept going forth. See, emotionally, you were discouraged. But you kept going forward. No, no, see, people tell us, don't, don't worry about how I feel. It's what I'm doing. I don't feel good. I, oh, no, I don't feel, I don't like it. You want to talk about how I feel. But what am I doing? Kept going forward. So the, the, the author is letting us know it is a picture of a person who has gone or, or have been sowing seeds and they've had crop failures before. This ain't my first rodeo. Oh, I believe God before. And it didn't turn out. Watch this. Like I wanted. Wasn't it God didn't come through? You know, look at all of the things in our life. Oh, God, I don't. I know this job going to work out. This is it. And they hire somebody else. Oh, you, you know, this, this is my promotion. The Lord don't show me. He told me you're going to be promoted. 
you start going, you're looking at it all. Joseph, look how he came up out of prison. The Lord promoted him. That's my word. Mm-hmm. So you, you brought it home. You know, you, you cut out the little scripture and put it on your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You, you know, all the things we do. But you framed God into your world. You made it your way. Time came. How is it? Y'all, y'all seen that little commercial where, where they all standing in there and they're getting ready to make a promotion announcement and the lady is standing there and they promote somebody else. She said, that's fine because I'm quitting anyway. And went and started her own stuff. You know what? Sometimes that's what God is saying. I'm going to promote you a whole nother way. You wanted it this way. I was going to do it a totally different way. So all your stuff got to fail. So it's crop failure after crop failure after crop failure. Because you would have produced something that wasn't godly. It was fleshly. So let, me, let, me, let me stay in verse 26. So he did go forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. So the analogy or the, the, the story that, that the, the author wants us to see is a discouraged person who's had crop failures to the point they're in despair. But they sow again. They sow again in tears and prayer for no more failure. God, this is it. It's all I got. I know I look good on the outside, everybody, but this is it. Lord, this is the last one. This time, I ain't crying because of the process. I'm crying because this is it. That if you don't come through God, I'm done. I am done. The tank is empty. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. When you say, well, can this, can the saint, this be the saints? Sure. If you don't think so, please keep living. Just keep living. So the person is in despair and is crying now and praying that this one don't fail. You know, sometimes one of the hardest things to do is believe God again. You can sit there with your sanctified self. Again, you, you, the Bible says, and, and, and uh, Isaac dig the wells again. Well, we don't dug them once, Lord. You know what it's like to get out here and dig these wells? Yeah, dig it again. Sometimes it's hard to believe God again. So now the story is that this person is in tears and in prayer for no more failure. He sows the, watch this. He don't sow uh, seed. He sows his only seed. This is it now. So he sows the only seed that he has, and God hears him and gives an abundant increase. Because he says, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves, not sheave, not sheaf, sheaves, plural. An abundant harvest. An abundant harvest. Because he didn't quit. Didn't quit in the process. The Bible says, here you go, Miss Tasha. Amos 9 and 13, New Living Translation. 
The time will come, says the Lord. God, oh God. The time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. Then the terrace vineyards on the hills of Israel will drip with sweet wine. In other words, while you're busy collecting one blessing, another one is overtaking them. That time will come because it's harvest time. It's harvest time. I am speaking to those of you who have put your time in, that you didn't quit, and you know who you are. You know who you are. You did not quit. You didn't give up. You didn't give in. You didn't surrender. You kept going. Yeah, you were hurting. You were encouraging other folks when you yourself needed encouragement. You, you were believing God for other folks and just going, you were the one saying, God, what about me? Lord, if they only knew. Lord, if they only, and you were the one, Lord, is there anything here for me, God? You, I mean, I, I'm open. I'm, I'm ready to pray for other people. But is there, I'm just saying, Lord, it's harvest time for you. Lord, I know what you said. And I know it's beyond each and every one of us. But God, you're the Lord of the harvest. And there's nothing too hard for you. God, there's some of us that have not seen a miracle in so long. There's some of us that have become weary in our belief system. And God, we name the name of Jesus. We know you're good. We know you're faithful. But God has been a hard road, like they say, a hard road to hope. But it's harvest time. And God, I pray for those that are under the sound of my voice that you would bring the harvest that only you can. God, they have sown in tears. Cause them to reap in joy. They have went forth bearing precious seed, weeping in the process, God, crying out to you. God, not turning to other things. There are some that have turned to other things in this process. Some that have become weary in their well-doing. You said we will not reap if we faint, Lord. But there are those who have not fainted and they must reap according to your word. It must be so. God, you said that you are not marked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, Father, I pray for those that have been sowing. Those that have been tireless in their sowing. I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about their life, Lord. God, they've sown seeds. God, they've not been weary. They've been ridiculed. God, they've been overlooked, Lord. They've been misrepresented, Lord. And God, I ask, out of your mercy, Father, out of your mercy, bring a harvest. God, bring a harvest that would show forth this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our sight. Bring a harvest that the heathen would look and would see Truly, God has blessed you. This is nobody but the Lord's doing. We're asking for that kind of harvest, Lord. And we're asking it based upon the word that you've given unto us. And your word cannot return unto you void. So we're sending back to you what you've given unto us. And we're accepting, Lord, your harvest. 
the harvest that you have deemed so for us. God, remember the seeds. Remember the seeds that were one-on-one with us. When it was just you and I, the tears that streamed down our face, the agony and the pain that we gave to you, Lord. The time that we sucked up our own emotions and bottled them and said, I've got to go on. I've got to do what God called me to do. God, remember the times, Lord. You said that if we would come literally before you in secret, you would reward us openly. That's the kind of harvest we're looking for now, Lord. A harvest that the world has got to acknowledge that this is God's doing. We want you to be exalted amongst the heathen. We want you to be exalted in the earth. We've chosen to be still and know our God. It was seeds that we've done secretly. Now, thank you for rewarding us openly, Lord. God, wherever my voice would be heard concerning this message, may those seeds spring up. May the harvest be produced. That Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, will receive all the glory and the honor. Amen. And amen. This word is to everyone, but it's not for everyone. It's harvest time. I believe that with all my heart. It's harvest time. And harvest time is a time of rejoicing. It's not no sad, worn. This is, you look forward to harvest time. It's the payoff for all of the toil and the anguish, all of the suffering, all of the things that you had to go through. It's payoff for all of that. It's the time that encourages you to be able to go forth again. It's the refreshing that you need to just just be able to break out of all of that other stuff. It's harvest time. And I believe that that's what God has brought us to at this very present moment. Those of you all that are watching uh, via Facebook or YouTube, listen. Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one. There is no harvest apart from him. He is the Lord of the harvest. I simply share with you this. The reality that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. You must accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. There is no other way unto God. There's no other way into heaven. You must accept Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection on your behalf. You cannot expect a harvest from God if you've not accepted his son. I'm asking you now to consider your plot or your plight in life. I'm asking you now to consider the state of your soul. I'm not asking you to make a religious decision. I'm not asking you uh, about where you go to church, who, whose church you belong to. I'm asking you about a relationship with Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If right now you know and you are honest enough with yourself to acknowledge the fact that you do not have a relationship with him, I invite you to know him. I invite you to know the Lord of Lords. I invite you to know the King of Kings. Jesus is the Son of God. If you would like him to be Lord over your life, you can surrender right now. You can accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. You can stop trying to do this on your own. Stop trying to make your own way. You could simply do that by praying with us today. If that's you and you're honest enough with you and God that you're willing to pray, 
Let's pray together now. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I recognize that Jesus died for my sins. I recognize that he was buried. I recognize that he rose again from the dead. I ask now that you would come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I thank you for filling me with the Holy Spirit and using me for your glory. I surrender all right now. Amen and amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, on our screen, there's a phone number for you to call. Listen, call the number. Make sure you let somebody know you've surrendered to Jesus Christ. You've given your life to him because now you're on the road to receiving the harvest that God has for you. Don't take this moment lightly. God is intervening in the lives of people, and he wants you to know that he loves you with an everlasting love. I want to say thank you for taking the time to make this decision because it is the greatest decision you will ever make in all of your life. You now have become part of God's harvest because the time will come that you will begin to see God manifest things in your life that he has purposed from all eternity for you because it's his will being carried out in your life. Listen, if you're here with us and, uh, via Facebook or YouTube and you want to sow into this ministry, there's also a, uh, a link that's going to be on our screen. Please feel free to click on that link and you, well, you, you're welcome to give and be a part of what we're doing here. We don't believe that giving is a loss, but a gain. We believe that giving is an opportunity for us to be like our Father. For the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves a cheerful giver. We're not asking you to give out of compulsion. We're not asking you to give out of uh, fear or some manipulation. We're asking you to obey the Holy Spirit, to let God use you in sowing into this ministry. See, you cannot expect a harvest if you don't sow. You've got to sow somewhere. We must be about our Father's business. Find a place that's doing the will of God and make sure you sow into that place. Because in doing so, you position yourself to be a part of what God is doing in the earth. And you set yourself up to reap a harvest. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So reaping is part of sowing. You simply need to know where you are sowing. Listen, may God bless you. And may he richly cause you to know his grace in abundance. Thank you for being with us. God bless.